Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on the monorail. What are we doing our episode on this week? It was Mouse House, the BBC show. No, it was Bear in the Big Blue House. Mickey's Clubhouse? House of Cards? I don't think that one is Disney. Welcome to episode 140 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we will be giving the his on the House of Mouse. So uh, I pretty much have, you know, I'm not sure if I've seen this or not. Uh, but Chris, you kind of brought this up to for us to kind of do the history on this, correct? Yeah, this was a show that, uh, that my sister and I watched a lot growing up. This was right around when we were... Uh, of Disney Channel age. And uh, we didn't have Disney Channel at home growing up. It was um, always something you had to add on. But my uh, my Grammy and Pops down in Florida when we would go to visit them had Disney Channel. So we would get our house and mouse fixed when we visited down there. And when we were younger, of course, we thought that only uh, we would only get Disney Channel down there because it was close to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> And I think my parents uh, loved that so because they, they didn't have to spend them extra money up here. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really, really fun show. It's funny. It is. There is oh. definitely there's some hidden humor in there. There's some kind of adult humor in there. You definitely catch things a little different when you rewatch it as an adult. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. How about you, Alex? Um, I just watched a few episodes before I, came, before I came out here, so I had an idea of what it looked like, and uh, it looked entertaining. I think it's a show that definitely, if they put on D+, would be kind of popular, uh, especially since they bring in all these different characters. I mean, that itself is a great way to entice people to watch episodes, and then the format is pretty good with the shorts. I think it would do well. Yeah, I don't see it. I think they should bring it back, especially now because they have Disney+. Plus. Uh, but before we did, or now we're doing the show right now, I did kind of go and I looked at the intro you know, for the show. And uh -huh. then it started to bring back some memories. And I do remember watching it growing up. Uh, but after watching that intro, I kind of went down like a rabbit hole, I guess you can say of old like cartoons I used to watch like the intros. Yeah. And Kids Incorporated came out came up and I, I'm really wanting to do the history on Kids Incorporated. Uh, so hopefully we'll do that here. Maybe in a couple of months, we'll jump on that. But I, I used to love watching Kids Incorporated. And I, uh, you know, that was my jam growing up is just watching cartoons. I can't believe I don't remember this one. And I, well, I think when you we were get older, yeah. you were, you were, you were an adult. I mean, this is like one of those things, like if, if I was baby, that's where I saw it from um, babysitting and little kids watching it. And then you're, you know, one of those adults that's sitting there, like watching what the kids are watching, but really watching it. Cause it was funny. Mm -hmm. So right now, if you're watching us live, um, we are a Disney history podcast. Uh, we go, we're going to start going live once a month, once every couple months. Because our show is very organized when you listen to it. If you're if you're not watching us live, our show is totally different. Like oh, when man. you hear it on all the streaming platforms, because uh, it's kind of crazy. We kind of mess up a lot. We have a lot of technical issues, you know. But Alex uh, is a great job. Does a great job of editing our show, and it sounds great, right? Yeah, I wish we did it um, perfect because then I won't have to edit so much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but our Patreon members are in here right now. And they, you know, say this is like their one of their favorite parts is to kind of be with us on Wednesday nights, talk with us on Wednesday nights, because right now they're in our Discord chat. Uh, and laugh and be at with us. us and kind of see yeah, and laugh at us and make fun <laughs> of us and crazy things that we do. 
So if you're interested in joining our Patreon, just go to bizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, there's a group troop button. You can join for as low as $2 a month. Also, when you join, you are entered into giveaways, and we're always giving away something. I say a couple of times a month, we're giving away something. Um, last week, I mean, last month, we gave away like three items, I believe. Like we gave like a wax mount. We gave away, I think, a, a couple shirts. Uh, and actually, next week, we're going to have Jeff, uh, a Marvel inker, is going to be on our show. And he's going to be giving away some signed autograph um, comic books. So that's going to be super fun. So uh, I think we're going to give away two comic books, signed comic books. I think you're giving awesome. away your house the week after that, right, Joe? <laughs> What'd you say? You're giving away your house the week after that, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm gonna be giving away my house. Yeah, like I love pretty close to Disney, close enough. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, good location. Um, so, and that's gonna be a lot of fun. And then later on in the episode, we are you're gonna see uh, Omar from Give Kids the World. He's gonna come on our show, and he is going to be talking about the Over the Edge event. So, uh, you know, if you're listening right now on the podcast platforms, let's go ahead and give a listen for that later on. If you want to leave us a message or share a mirror with us, just call us at 707-842-0345 and you can leave a voicemail and we'll share it on the podcast if it's if we like it enough. Also, if you want, you can send us an email at dishishistory at gmail.com. Let us know any history we might have messed up or maybe we missed history. Or if you have any ideas for future episodes, please send us an email and let us know. Let's get to the his on the House of Mouse. The House of Mouse was an animated show that aired on ABC from January 2001 to October 2003. The show was about a nightclub that was run by Mickey Mouse and his friends that frequented famous animated Disney characters. Over the course of two years, The House of Mouse aired 52 episodes and two specials. Yeah, definitely a fun idea to have um, Mickey and his friends run any sort of business. Because, a nightclub, uh, no yeah, less. Yeah, a nightclub. It was a very uh, Mickey Mouse operation. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, that was one of the coolest things about the show was uh, seeing them all together, but not just seeing them, but seeing like all the other Disney characters interact with them. Just kind of cool seeing them outside of their respected movies. Yeah, the little bits of banter back and forth in the club because it was, you know, they'd show the little um, short and then, you mm -hmm. know, back to the club and whatever. And yeah, that was kind of funny. I feel like this was a um, missed opportunity somewhere in the parks. Yeah. The oh, world, yeah. You know, so this was like a nightclub then, right? Yes. Yep. So there, what's up with Disney trying to push like the nightclubs, like Pleasure Island, and now we got the House of Mouse? It was a weird time in, in Disney history. I wouldn't yeah. classify it as a nightclub, would you? Because there's no like. Oh, it was a nightclub. There's like, was there dancing? Um, I thought it was just all, everyone came for like a, to watch the shorts. I don't know. They, so, they considered it a with, nightclub. With like, you know, they had food and drinks, but I wouldn't call it a nightclub because it, there's, it's not like a dance floor operation. I guess there's different ways you could classify things as a nightclub. I mean, it's a club. They're going there yeah. at night before it's a <laughs> nightclub. True. Maybe Not they wrong. just cut out the parts of them uh, dancing to Disney I mean, songs. You know, it doesn't have to be a nightclub. You don't have to dance in a nightclub. 
right? Joe would, never dances. I mean, in you don't have to, saying. but you you don't look very cool if you don't. No, Joe's always stuck dance. in traffic. He doesn't know what an inside <laughs> a nightclub looks like. <laughs> Good callback. The House of Mouse was created after the show Mickey Mouse Works. Mickey Mouse Works was short-lived, airing only 27 episodes from 1999 to 2000 on ABC. The show was a series of animated shorts starring Mickey and his friends, such as Minnie, Daisy, Donald, Goofy, and more. The show was designed to try and revamp Disney's golden age of animated shorts. Much like their original shorts, they were simple and included original sound effects. The style of the shorts were intended to bring back the nostalgia of their originals. The show was 30 minutes long, and each short was anywhere from 90 seconds to 12 minutes in length. There was a variety of different types of shorts from the shortest in length, which were called gag shorts, to the longest in length that were called mouse tails. The show had no theme and flowed very randomly, which added to the intended chaos. When the show ended in 2001, it was replaced by The House of Mouse. A lot of the shorts that aired on Mouse Works were repeated on The House of Mouse, including some of them being aired for the very first time. There were only two episodes that did not re-air on The House of Mouse, after the company determined that they contained too dark of content to show again. Okay, two things. One, um, I don't ever remember any of a show named Mickey Mouse Works. Do any of you? I think I think I've seen it. Um, is it on Disney Plus? Well, I don't know. Dang it, Chris! I thought you would know. No, I don't think I don't think it is. I've never seen it. You guys looking it up right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think it is because it says Mickey Mouse Works may be, be coming may be coming to Disney Plus. So I don't think it is, but I feel like I've seen it somewhere. I want to know about the ones that they said were too dark of content. I know. Chris, did you look those up? Um, Well, (laughs) one of them was called Mickey Takes Care of Pluto. And uh, I think that was this was dark because I didn't want they I I don't think they wanted uh, to paint the wrong message of mice taking care of dogs. So kids started to like just start uh, really not taking care of their dogs. They all the mouse will get it. And um, I think that the, the short really had to do with um, Mickey dropping Pluto off at Minnie's house unexpectedly. So Pluto's conscious convinces him that Minnie is out is uh, to do him in. So uh, it was censored by uh, ABC and was never shown again in the U.S. because of complaints about the short's frightening moments. And it can, however, be seen outside the United States. And for the very same reason that the short Pluto gets the paper vending machine. Uh, was not shown on House of Mouse as well because of frightening moments. And the frightening moments actually were, and I'm doing this all from memory, uh, the frightening <laughs> moments were uh, was an imagination spot where poisonberry jelly is put on Pluto's dog bowl and Minnie laughs evilly as Pluto's remains are on the bowl, which is disgusting. Uh, a second imagined spot was when uh, Minnie buries Pluto alive. Not very nice for kids. A third imagined spot, uh, Minnie tries to kill Pluto with mace. Uh, very family friendly. And lastly, there's a what? nightmare where instead of remaining in heaven, uh, Pluto ends up in hell. What? Why is it all, is that all real? This was all real. This is all <laughs> this is this was real. This was uh, Minnie did not like Pluto uh, until they rewrote. You know why, right? Because she had a cat. She's no, a cat person. Minnie was always t- um, um, Pluto was taking away time with that mickey and minnie can have together because mickey Hold was like, wanting to be with pluto so at the very end did you just say pluto went to hell is yeah well actually happened? this is the second short where pluto is sent to hell <laughs> the first but one was pluto's he, judgment day but did he see mr toad there because that's, that's a, a great opportunity for a crossover that's very oh. very um very much the style of house of mouse so dang, that was another missed opportunity so 1935 uh that's a year this was this was the uh first time that pluto was sent to hell uh it was in 
It was in the, the Disney short Pluto's Judgment Day. And oh my gosh. Uh, Mickey, named. Mickey caught Pluto <laughs> chasing a cat and scolded him for chasing cats and informed him that he will have a good answer on his Judgment Day. And then makes him lay down in the fireplace in front of the fireplace as punishment. Pretty, uh, pretty aggressive. (laughs) And then he has a nightmare that he was put on trial in the underworld by a uh, judge of and jury of vindictive cats. He's found guilty and um, can't really I can't I can't really go on to say the rest on this podcast because it is censored. That's not true. I just don't feel like reading the rest. But this was not the first time where Pluto has a run in with uh, Beelzebub himself. Wow. Interestingly enough. That's kind of crazy. That was, uh, I guess people were into a lot different things in the 1930s than they are today. <laughs> the House of Mouse starred Mickey Mouse and his friends, who ran a nightclub called the House of Mouse. Some of the more notable roles go as followed. Mickey Mouse was the club's owner. Mickey managed the finances and show production. Donald was a greeter and co-owner. Goofy was a head waiter. Pluto was a mascot. And even the magic brooms from the Sorcerer's Apprentice had a job as the janitor's. Pete served as the club's greedy landlord, who often tried to shut down the place. The nightclub was located on Main Street in Toontown, which was inhabited by animated Disney characters from all the Disney films. In every episode, there was a different plot, which usually included a mishap of one of the characters who ran the club. Throughout the duration of the episode, characters from other Disney films who were connected to whatever chaotic situation was going on were showcased. Some of these Disney characters included characters from The Lion King, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Pinocchio. This show gave its creators an opportunity to use lesser-known and somewhat obscure characters in the show, as well as which added to the fun and creativity. Now, historically, isn't the club owner, manager, like a shady person? Like um, a nightclub you know, in other, in uh, yeah, a nightclub. Was it owner. Pete? Was it Pete? No, Pete was no, the no, landlord. No, no, it was no, it was it. Mickey's the Mickey's manager. The, yeah, he's the manager slash part owner. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just thinking about in other, you know, in other movies and, you know, maybe somewhat in real life. Who knows? I, I don't know that much about club management, but they're typically depicted as like a shady person. So yeah. I'm not quite sure how uh, Mickey Mouse landed that role. Also, yeah. making your friend who is very commonly known to be make, you know, mistakes and big blunders and messes your head waiter is not a good idea. Yeah, that is, that is true. And I feel like that is showcased, you know, the, those blunders um, in some of those episodes. I imagine. I imagine they write easily. You know, this this whole concept, I feel like, would be a great um, eat at area at Disney. With oh, 100%. Anima, anima, yeah. Anima, uh, anima, oh, my gosh. Animatronics. I think like kind of like a kind of like um, sci-fi dining, but with animatronics as pretending to be the host or whatever and uh, shorts being played in between. While well, you're eating. So it's kind of, so basically, okay, I can see this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it would be at Hollywood Studios, right? Yes. It would and take place for sci-fi. That's what I it, imagine. Oh, no. Sci- <laughs> you can't replace. You can't replace sci-fi. No. no. There's a spot. There, There's character dining. It is on the way. So there's, when you are going down and you make the first um, left as you're coming into the park and you're heading over towards um, primetime cafe. There's another restaurant just before that. And it kind of has that art deco kind of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. They do character dining there. I remember taking my daughter to see the little Einsteins and do a character breakfast there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that venue would be perfect for what you're saying. Yeah. So 
I, I just I need a little more information on this, Alex. So you you think that um, the characters would be animatronics? They'd be putting on some sort of show while you know in between the show there'd be shorts, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's one of those right down the street from my house. It's called Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do they serve good pizza? They do. They serve probably the best pizza. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Chuck E. Cheese pizza is kind of good. It's. Yeah. What no, are you talking about? I get very strange best, looks but... when I go in there without a chill without a child to go pick what? up my two large pies. You don't you just do not, you don't just shave your beard and walk in there all like I'm gonna beat some kids in some games. They ask they ask to see what number is on my hand when I leave because I think that my parents is, <laughs> <laughs> is waiting somewhere for me. I have a wife, I swear. <laughs> sure you did, kid. Sure you do. <laughs> Because of its popularity, Disney went one step further and produced a spin-off feature film entitled Mickey's House of Villains. This movie was direct-to-video and was released on September 3rd, 2002. The movie takes place on Halloween night, starring some of the Disney's most popular and fierce villains. Jafar, the main protagonist of the film, has an evil plan in store to take over the House of Mouse. He and his villain henchmen, which include Captain Hook, Grell Deville, Ursula, and Hades, must wait until midnight to carry out their plan. Once the clock strikes 12, the villains start performing a song entitled it's our house now. And as a song is being performed, all the heroes, princesses, and other Disney characters get trapped in the kitchen while Mickey and his friends are thrown out of the club onto the street. Mickey and his friends look up at the club and watch as the name changes to House of Villains. Mickey and the gang try to retake the building but are stopped by Fantasia's Chernobog. In an effort to defeat the villains, Mickey dons his sorcerer's outfit and challenges Jafar to magical duel. With the help of Aladdin and his magic carpet, who were able to escape from the kitchen, Mickey defeats Jafar by capturing him in the magical lamp again. The villains get scared and run off. The movie was much like the show and had a plethora of shorts, while checking back in on Mickey and the gang trying to deal with the villainous problem that was at hand. So I'm not going to lie. I uh, I did write the history this week, and yes. um, I forgot to circle back to this paragraph. And um, Jafar was not the protagonist. Oh, my gosh. He was the antagonist. I get the two mixed oh, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew it was one of the Guinnesses, but I I didn't know which one it was. And uh, I thought maybe I just he's had a change of heart. But it sounded really good. Like if you didn't know what a protagonist and antagonist, it sounded it sounded very educational. So you could have just kept on this. rolling, and nobody would have picked that up. You know, we're just gonna we're just no. Gonna a lot of people out. probably picked it up. I should have picked it up, but um, I just read what's written. I don't question you it. Better, you better go check that voicemail. I bet people I, are like, yeah, I know. I just, I, I needed to, I need to just clear the air before we got some uh, hate mail from Ryan and or another listener. But this sounded like a really cool movie. And I didn't, I never watched this movie. I didn't even really, really I, I think I've heard of it before. Yeah, no, I've never watched it. I've heard of it before, but um, I, I never watched it. But it sounds like, uh, I, I don't know why it's not like in the Halloween rotation. I've never seen this like, oh, coming up next on Disney Channel, the House of Mouse of House of Villains for halloween time so i don't know if it really was uh as popular like popular like the show was i feel like it would be popular now yeah you ever wake up in the morning feeling bad be- <laughs> i love villain stuff i would i would probably give so give this a watch uh yeah sometime yeah i would definitely watch this i mean villains are so hot right now so i think uh it'd be a great thing to uh bring back all i think of is is that zoolander yes. yeah <laughs> The Zuland, wait, no, the Hansel's so hot right Hansel's now. Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> this would be cool. Uh, never mind. I was going to say a live action version. This would be cool, but it would be very, very creepy to see Mickey Mouse in live action. <laughs> I'm going to take that back. Maybe the um, this needs to be a D plus. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we kind of t- we kind of mentioned that before, right? For it going on D- Disney Plus. No, no, not what a Disney mean? Plus, a D the, the the club, right? Yeah, yeah. What club are you talking about? The nightclub, Joe. No, the D Plus Club, the D Plus Club. Well, you'll see that it's not D Plus Club uh, yet. Oh, I did the history on this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Chris, is like, yeah, it, you they should watch on D D Plus. You're right, they should. Why are they not watching on Man. D Plus? Oh, oh maybe because it's not on D Plus. Oh wow, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I didn't. I, I thought it was not on D- Disney. It's Plus. not. I forgot I the D Plus Club stood for Disney. Well, Plus I think Club. they should make a new one, right? I think they should make a new one. I think it should be on Disney Plus, right? I think it'll be a lot of fun. CGI. I don't think that, huh? CGI. Yeah, CGI on Disney Plus. Also, maybe we were talking about the restaurants, like a, like a couple of things ago, or whatever. I think that, and Alex, I know that uh, you haven't been on a Disney cruise yet, right? No. But on a Disney cruise, they have something called Animator's Palette, and pretty much the walls. Or like they have screens all over the walls and uh-huh. then you can kind of draw art, you know, right. And then the art kind of goes up on the walls. So wouldn't it be awesome that you can, you don't have to have animatronics in this restaurant that characters can, can just be on the walls. Oh yeah. I mean, you can have digital like screens walls. on the walls yeah. and they can kind of interact with you, you know, right. I think it would be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be cool. The house of mouse was pretty well received while it was on the air. The series actually had two nominations for awards and a couple cast members won awards for the performances as characters in the show. The House of Mouse was canceled after the club was shut down by Toontown Health Inspectors after discovering a rodent infestation. This, of course, is a joke, and there was no real known reason for the show being canceled. The cancellation of the show could have been because of the rising popularity of other shows on the network, such as Kim Possible and That's So Raven. If you want to watch The House of Mouse, you can head over to YouTube, where all the episodes have been uploaded. At this time, there are no plans on Disney adding the show to their streaming service, but that hasn't stopped thousands of fans of the show from making petitions online calling for them to add it to D+. Why? Why is it not on Disney+. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like it's like the perfect no. show cuz it brings all their IP together. Yeah. And it would be perfect on Disney+. You can't get more Disney than that show. <laughs> That's right. Maybe, maybe they don't have the license license. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was watching the first episode, right? And I was like, "Oh my god." And Christine's like, "What?" I was like, it's so weird because Mickey and Minnie went in the back and Minnie's like, take a drink of water. And they walk over to a giant gerbil like water thing and Mickey sucks some water down. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's like weird. That. <laughs> know, right? It's weird, right? <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. This was the last Disney show to use traditional hand-drawn animation. Disney made an online game centered around the show entitled Pack the House. A Christmas special was made that was about all the characters being snowed in the House of Mouse. The only CGI characters to appear on the show were characters from the movie Dinosaur. In Germany, the show premiered on December 5th, 2001, which was the exact date of Walt Disney's 100th birthday. Roxanne from a Goofy movie made her last on-screen appearance in the House of Mouse until she made a cameo in the DuckTales remake. Roxanne. Who's Roxanne? Max's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. She wasn't in the second one, I don't think, right? No, No. she was Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. So that's the reason why Alex doesn't know about her. Is that what the police song was about, that character? Or was that just it? Oh, it was about that character. I think the, the Roxanne song you're talking about came out like 50 years before. That character. Okay. What? Gotcha. You're talking about was... are you talking about the police? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa. I didn't say anything about calling the police. Is that on the soundtrack? Whoa, whoa. 
All right, narc. So <laughs> we here at Diz His think the House of Mouse was a creative way to bring back the golden age of Disney shorts and cater towards a new generation. Incorporating characters from all the Disney movies through the years was a nice tribute to Walt Disney on his 100th birthday. We hope to see it streaming on Disney Plus in the near future. You know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney-inspired scents in their home fragrance line, wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at magicallyscented.com. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. This is this is Review. Review. So D plus is going to be Avengers Age of Ultron. So what do you guys think of this movie? I think this is this is definitely one of those movies I think doesn't get get enough credit. Um, I like the movie, but every single time I kind of go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, I love this part. Oh, I love this part. Oh, I love this part. But whenever usually I watch an Avengers movie, it's not this one. But I do really like this movie. How about what do you guys think of it? This is one of those movies where I if we're trying every so often we do them all, you know, hey, we're going to watch them in order, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And that's when we'll watch it. It's not one that we, you know, pick normally out of the Marvel catalog and say, oh, let's watch this one. So and then same thing, you know, you start watching it and, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I did like this movie a lot. So uh, go ahead, Alex, because I want to talk kind of talk about the movie also. What do you think? Um, I this is not one of my favorites. Um, it's it's good, but I think it's kind of long and the whole uh, robot thing. I mean, it's cool. There's one of my favorite scenes is when it's Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow and they're on top of there and they're like, wow, this is crazy. This is happening. We're just here. Like, I don't know exactly what they say, but I know that scene is there when they're on top of the building, like, all, you know, on top of the city that's falling down or raising up. See, I don't even know what's happening. It's an it's like part of a city. It's a city. Yeah, it's a city. But I mean, they're just there like, wow, this is insane that we're here because they have no mm-hmm. powers. They're just normal people. And they're like on this giant city fighting robots with his arrows and her, uh, you know, skills. Who? <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Chris? Yeah, this was not a great movie. And what, um, dude? Oh, my it wasn't. Look it up. I'm not the only one that said this. The majority <laughs> of people who've rated this movie have said the same thing as I have. This movie just was why not? not? It was because it was, wasn't. First of all, James Spader, weird, weird role. I mean, weird casting for Ultron, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just. I just I I like James Bader, but I did, I thought this was a weird role for him. I just didn't even look like think it looked like it looked like it was dubbed. Like it didn't even look like he should have been the voice. Well, for he, it was dubbed. It was no, like I mean, like it looks like like a fan was like, you know what? Who would sound really funny as Ultron? James Spader. And they just add James <laughs> Spader in there. Um, Hawkeye was hypnotized most of the movie, right? 
Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I think, think he so, was. Yeah. Yeah, this was really damaging for Hawkeye's character because Hawkeye's supposed to be one of the main Avengers, and they had to like pick up the slack from this movie because the writing for Hawkeye was just so bad for this movie. It just wasn't a great movie. It was oh, and then the and then the um uh it was just weird Pietro and Wanda yep. being um that that was just weird the the way they introduced them I thought could have been better because they couldn't use the word mutants so they were you know yeah. whatever else um. It was just not it was the worst Avengers movie, but that's not hard to be the worst Avengers movie because every other movie was really good. It just wasn't great. I give it like a six point. Yeah, I give it like a six point eight, seven point one out of ten, somewhere around there. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't great. It was fun to see everybody on screen, obviously, but it just I don't know. It could have been done better. Dude, man, at the very beginning when they have, um, you know, Thor's hammer on the table and Captain America. Yeah, trying to move it, you know, and it just yeah. moves like maybe this tiny little bit. That was a great Endora, scene. You can see that was a great. It was a great scene, scene right? Yeah, that was a great and scene. And they kind of go back to it in the Avengers movie. Yeah, when Captain America gets the yeah, thing he's and like, Thor's like, I knew, I knew it. I knew right? it. You, you know, the, one of my favorite memes came out of this movie when Captain America Which tries to it? choke a robot. Oh. <laughs> 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 the writing just wasn't there just wasn't there it wasn't a bad movie it just wasn't as good and there were very good scenes in that movie the ones yes just about yes scenes. i thought it was good i thought it was a good introduction to um wanda and what quicksilver, quicksilver right? yeah i thought it was awesome because I, I wonder if they knew down the road they were going to have different because you know um there was like another version of quicksilver was in wanda vision right mm-hmm so, but not, I guess it wasn't really because it was just, just some other person, correct? Yeah, yes. it wasn't really him. He was just like tranced by uh, whatever yeah. face. Yeah. But still, though, it was still cool to see pos- the possibility of, I-, I thought it was cool. I thought it was good. I-, I-, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought the movie was funny. I don't know what Chris is talking about. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I'm just saying it wasn't the best. It, was, it wasn't the best Avengers movie for sure. Yes. And Chris, real quick, you know, you're always talking about this rating that you're doing, right? Where, yes. Where's that? You can go to IMDb and find your like find you on. Oh, there, yeah, right? yeah. You can uh, you can go and view my profile. I'll have to provide a link sometime. I have a very good uh, running list of movies that I watch and review. Uh, and it's the most accurate list probably on all the internet of what movies you should and shouldn't watch. I, I don't think there's any more accurate of a rating list than what I have. If you want to see a good movie, pick out one of my number 10s and watch it. There's only oh, a few, there's I only a few number 10s. Is there a way that you can uh, filter it so you can see your top 10 or your yeah, yep. rated a 10? And I'll tell you what, one of my 10 out of 10s was a TV show. It was the Imagineering story. I thought that, that, that thought that docu-series was flawless. I, didn't, I That was one of the best docu-series I've ever watched in my life. On Disney Plus, streaming now. <laughs> hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week, we have a weekly movie club, where between February 7th and 13th, We'll be watching the movie Tron. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeBeGeeksBC.com. That's WeBeGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is.
Okay, yes, we have Omar with Give Kids the World. How are you doing today, Omar? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing awesome. Hey, I know that you know some some people right now are watching us live, right? Because we're doing our live episode. We we're, we're going to start maybe doing one um, once a month where, where we do our episode live. People can kind of get in on the craziness. But if you are just listening right now, Omar's background is super cool. Where are you at right now? Can you kind of tell us a little, bit, a little bit about where you're at? So I am on the second floor of Town Hall. So if you're familiar with Give Kids the World, it's the big pink building that looks like a gingerbread house. Um, and I'm inside the Universal Conference Room. We have three conference rooms um, that represent each of our theme park partners or each of the three bigger theme park partners, SeaWorld, Universal, and Disney. And I'm in the Universal Conference Room and you can kind of see everything Universal. Um, on the other side, the, the Simpsons and a big uh, T-Rex and Spider-Man and Minions and the windows are all, um, Kind of, you can't really see it in here, but they're they're kind of engraved with Islands of Adventure buildings and rides and all things Universal. That's awesome! Cool. Looks super cool. I mean, I can't help but but not look at that and just smile. You know, I love ET. It's like probably one of my most favorite movies growing up. Uh, you can That's see cool. Elliot and ET back there. It's really cool. If you can go ahead and kind of uh, tell us a little bit, a little bit about the Over the Edge event that you are you're you're in charge of. That is that correct? Yes. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind kind of telling us about uh, the Over the Edge event, tell us what it's about and what it's for and kind of what all takes place. That would be awesome. So Over the Edge is an event that we have done for the past. This will be our fifth year. Um, all five years will have been at the Hyatt Regency on International Drive, um, kind of the biggest hotel um, on International Drive. It's a rappel event. So you get to rappel from the 29th story of a 32-story building, which is the Hyatt Regency. Uh, and it's 450 feet straight wow. down. Um, if you're not familiar with what a rappel is, it's the, you, you are harnessed in and roped. Um, and you can kind of essentially walk down the building, down the side of the building. Um, we use a company that's called Over the Edge. Um, and they make sure that everything is good and safe and that you're trained and ready to go. And it's a fundraiser for Give Kids the World. So we typically have um, 75 spots, um, but because it's so popular, we typically will uh, purchase an extra hour, which we have had to do this year already. Um, so we'll have about 86 people going over the edge on Friday, February 18th. Um, and those people, uh, their requirement is they raise at least $1,000 to be able to repel. Um, but we have lots of other incentives that include GoPro footage and different things as they raise different amounts of money for Give Kids the World. So it's kind of an adrenaline rush. Um, I've done it all four years. Um, the, the hardest part is the sitting on the edge of the building and realizing <laughs> that you're on the edge of the building. Um, they have you stand up and your heels are literally over the edge. And oh, man. You go, you go down. Um, but you get to take a really amazing picture that you can't you can't really do anyone anywhere else. And several people have said they have done it just for that picture. Uh, it basically can lean back 450 feet up in the air and, and you take that take that photo, which is what I'm using right now as my Facebook profile picture. It's, it's a cool <laughs> one. That sounds pretty cool. Also sounds very scary. It is. It is. Like I said, once you get over the edge, the rest of it is just it's not it's not you, you kind of get over that fear Like you literally conquer that fear of heights as soon as you get over that over that ledge and you realize you're good, you're safe, you're held and then you can kind of enjoy it, at least for me. 
some people <laughs> some people freak out all the way down. Yeah. But usually <laughs> the people that really freak out reach the bottom and have such an adrenaline rush they want to do it again. And several people have done it more than once. They've come back year after year. So oh, cool. Um it, it it's a it's a great event. It's really fun and it's so rewarding to watch people conquer their fears. And we always say that, you know, nothing is as scary as what the kids that come to give kids the world go through. Um, so this is kind of a representation of that. If you can, if they can live through and do things that they're doing, then you can, you know, spend seven or eight minutes going down the side of a building um, and raising money for such a worthy cause. Yeah, exactly. A really good so, point. It is a really good point, you know, and uh so we have a team going for this, right? And we have, uh, you know, Joey Mizan, he has a segment on our show. And we're, so we're trying to raise money for, for so we can kind of get out there and do this. Uh, I, you know, I really want to do it. I, you know, I'm just scared to do it. I'm not going to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm scared of heights. And, you know, I've been kind of going back and forth about this for the last like two weeks. Every day I'm thinking about it. I, I mean, I want to do this, but. I don't know. That's high. That's high. But you're right. When you really put it in perspective, it's nothing compared to what these families are going through. It's nothing. Yeah. And uh, so sounds like you should Listen, do it, Joe. I, I'm going to tell you right now, if you stepped up and you said, you know what, guys, I'm going to do it. I'd open my checkbook right now Joe, <laughs> and put a nice big chunk of donation there. And I would be cheerleading for you at the bottom waiting. But you know, I'm not only worried about. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's pretty scary, right? I'm not scared about doing it. I'm also worried that I'm gonna get up there and just be like, I can't do this, and then I'm just letting everyone down. You know? Yeah. There, there have been people like that. I will say it's four years, right? So about if you count media day, about a hundred people a year. So that's four hundred people. The only one person who's ever completely backed out was not one of our participants, was someone who was getting training to work for Over the Edge that actually <laughs> backed up. She doesn't work for them anymore. I hope not. I will say that Darren, <laughs> she didn't get fired or anything. But what I'll say is, is Darren, who is our, um, our, our main Over the Edge person who literally sends you Over the Edge, I, I've seen him talk the most hysterical people down that building. I mean, he just, mm -hmm. he... He, he talks them through getting up on there. I've seen people cry. I've seen people and he's like, you're here. You got to do it. You got to get, you got to get over this and do it. And every single time they reach the bottom and it's just, they're elated. Like they couldn't believe that they did it. And they're, you know, it's not as scary as you think. I had a friend who was volunteering as a ropes volunteer last year. And he was the same way as you, Joe. He just kept saying, I don't, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, I was like, that's the problem. You're thinking about it. If someone cancels today, you're just going to go up there and take their spot and do it without, you won't have any time to think you're just going to do it. And that was the best thing. He, he went up, someone canceled, always happens, or they can't make it. Um, the spot, I told him the spot's paid for, you need to go do it. He went up and did it without thinking about it. And he's fundraised this year now and is, is, is doing it, you know, the full, the full way, because now he's, I feel like the first time you do it, it's conquering the fear. And the second time you or third time you do it. It's enjoying the view. Just like roller coasters. Mm -hmm. First time yeah. you do it, you mm -hmm. conquer that fear. Mm -hmm. Second time you're enjoying it. Third time you're like, I want to do something faster or taller, you know? Like exactly. My third and fourth time, I got stuck because I try to go too fast. And the safety mechanism <laughs> will lock you up. 
And I'm just like, I want it. I want to go. I want it. And I know that I'm safe now. I want to go down fast. I want to go fast. They just yell at me through the through the through the radio, like you, you can't go that fast. Is there like a smaller building I can start off on? No, you just got to do it. Listen, you're gonna. This well, is you, your start building, and then from there, next thing you know, we're gonna be seeing you rappelling down the side of wow. like Half Dome in California or something. There is, they do give you a little bit of training at the beginning where you get to rappel down the wall that's up on the roof. It's not, you know, it's a few, it's a few feet, but you get a feel for it and you understand how it works. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, which is kind of cool. I mean, you, you go through about an hour of, of training, um, but those people are, that put it on are just amazing and they, they are so encouraging and, and help you get through it. And then um, you, you've conquered a fear and like, like Jen said, maybe you'll, maybe you'll jump out of a plane or do something else crazy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe so who's, doing uh, it from, who's doing it from the team? So uh, we have someone from the show. His name is Joey Mazant, and he comes on. And he kind of does a segment with us. And I called him last week, and I was like, "Hey, Joey, would, would you mind doing this for the show?" You know, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do anything for you guys." You know, I'm like, he's like, I told him kind of quickly what it was, and about like an hour later, he called me back, and he's like, "So can you tell me one more time?" And I told him, he's like, "So," then he was starting to like kind of like I'm, I'm repelling off a building how high is it i'm kind of telling him all the information you know he's kind of freaking out he's like okay i'm still gonna do it so we're gonna have joey mazant come out there from the show um unless he, joe changes unless i do it unless mind. i change my mind but i'm gonna think about it so i know it's coming up uh so i don't have that much longer to change my mind but joey's gonna do it so if we can get there we're gonna have joey come on out and he's gonna go ahead and do it and i'll be out there with him he's gonna support him uh are but you, i hope we get there i'm sorry are you doing it on thursday or friday uh we're gonna end up well i didn't know thursday was an option i thought it was only the 18th was an option it, it's media day on thursday it's media so, day. i'll go ahead and make a note yeah of that. we have a, we have a handful of those spots left but um joe that's that's your opportunity you can do it on thursday yeah I'll i will use say. one of my sick days and i'll take you to lunch after why don't you go why don't you go do it jen no, because uh, listen, okay. of anybody, what? hold on, of anybody <laughs> on this crew, I know <laughs> I am the first person to do everything and anything roller coasters, throw rides, you name it. I do them all above and beyond all of you guys, although I can't necessarily speak for Chris. So somebody else can step up and take the spotlight. I don't know that that's the same though, Jen. I don't, I don't know. That. <laughs> I don't yeah, know that I agree. Coasters I agree. and rappelling off of a. I agree, a, Omar. I agree. <laughs> you can do it, Jen? I would do it if you would do it. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> she knows. She knows. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about this later for sure. <laughs> uh, but before you go ahead and go, Omar, can you tell us, yeah. um, you know, so how long has this event been going on? So our version of the event has been going on. This is our fifth year. Okay. So five consecutive years. Okay. We've been doing it. Yeah. And people can still awesome. sign up. Yes. Uh, we, we probably have like two spots left. Oh, so it's getting very, cause um, this is console Tuesday. Yeah. So by then there's a chance it'll probably be filled up by then. Yeah. There, there could be. Um, but like I said, if we wanted to, we can make it work. Um, one of the things that we would do is, as I've said in the past to, to Steven and everybody else here, if somebody really wants to do it and they raise the money, I will give them my spot. I mean, oh. I, 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 ra I raise the money, but we'll definitely make it work if we find people that want to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. So, hey, Omar, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for talking about the event. Um, and this thanks so much for really just ha making this happen and putting this all together. 
Yeah, and I want to say too, really proud of everyone who's participated. We have actually, as of yesterday, we have surpassed our initial goal of $100,000 or at $102,000 in wow. counting. Nice. So That's wonderful. Really, we should do really well with it this year. So it's, it's really exciting. And um, I look forward to seeing all of you out there, especially Jen and Joe going over the edge. <laughs> I'll see. Hey, you want to hear something really cool, Alec? Sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the Goof Troop, Alex. You know about the Goof Troop? I kind of do. Well, it's a great way to support the show. You get access to our live shows, which is like a total mess. Oh, it's a total mess. I edit it, and I have to sit there and make sure it sounds professional. Yeah, and it's not at all. Uh, we do giveaways, you know, a couple times a month. We're yeah. always giving away wax melts. We're giving away candles. You I know. know. We're giving away books. It's not fair because I can't be in the giveaways because I'm a host. I always try to get in the giveaways, but uh, yeah, it's really not right if I join in, right? No. But you can support us for as low as $2 a month, and you can get access to all of these things. Just for $2? Yeah, just for $2. Wow. In our Discord chat, I mean, our Discord chat is off the chain. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. We have made lifelong friends in mm -hmm. our Discord chat. It's bumping, uh, as the kids would say. It is bumping, as the kids are saying. And you can, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great Patreon members that keep our chat super active. There's so many great members that I look forward to every morning to wake up and to talk to every day. So where do you get join this Patreon? So, oh, good question there, Alex. All you have to do is go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, there's a Goof Troop link. Just hit the Goof Troop link. It takes you to our Patreon, and there's so many different ways you can support our show. And as low as $2 a month. As low as $2 a month. And it helps us keep our website up. It helps us with advertising, you know? So for as low as $2 a month, you can help support our show. You can help us advertise to get our show out there from to more people so they can listen. And so we, because we love to interact with fans. We love interacting with everyone. Um, so go ahead and join and join our Discord. Alex, what did you do in the world of Disney? I did nothing. How about you, Joe? So I want to talk about Book of Boba Fett, right? Mandalorian was like my one of my favorite episodes, right? I think that was a great episode. Guys, when they went to Mandalore, what's the name of the, the planet that where all the- uh, Mandalore? Mandalore. When they go to Mandalore, did, not, did that not remind you of Terminator? Are you talking oh. about the Halo? The no, Halo planet? No, no, no. Not the Halo planet, right? No, you're talking about the flashback. Yeah, the, the flashback. flashback scene. Mm. Yeah, of the Dark Knight yeah, I, or something. Uh, I thought, I thought it was like straight from Terminator Two. <laughs> I, I did see the memes online. Spoiler alert: Never seen the Terminator. Oh my god! They don't ride, but never saw the Terminator. Tried. But I did see the memes. Did, 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 there were memes about like that in Terminator Day. Two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I didn't even see the memes because they were but like when I watched they, it. They were like, uh, "Can I copy your homework?" They're like, "Yeah, but it's just just don't make it yeah, yeah. exact." And it was the. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I was like, what the heck's going on here? I was like, it's really cool, right? But I was like, this yeah. is straight from Terminator 2. Uh, and you mentioned before something about Tron, about like it sounded like Terminator. And I was like, oh, it kind of made me remember that. But the episode was great. I loved the episode. Yeah. Watched Boba Fett. Um, I love Mandalorian. I love Mandalorian better than Boba Fett, man. I'm sorry. I really do. And maybe it's because I'm a newer Star Wars fan. I would say that I'm, I like like the new characters more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's it. I like and I like the new movies. I like one, two, and three. I like the um, what was it, what is it, seven, eight, nine? I like those movies better than the older movies. And maybe that's because I know, I know. Maybe that's because 
I'm a newer Star Wars fan. And I think a lot of the older Star Wars Star Wars fans don't like the newer ones. Do you think that it also could just be because you have horrible taste in movies, Joe? Dude, I do not have horrible <laughs> taste in I do not have horrible taste in movies. I was just wondering. <laughs> Did any of you guys watch this week's like the I'm one going that dropped to today? I'm oh, going to so after. I'm the only one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and watch it later on tonight. But I can tell you that Jeff, you know, the uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's Whiting or Whiting, but Jeff, he messaged me today and he was like just saying how excited he uh, he's he is to come on the show. And oh, he's cool. like, I can't wait to talk about Boba Fett because he's a huge Star Wars oh, fan. Oh, nice. And he's really into it. And so he said that he can't wait to kind of talk about it with us. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Because next you week. You, you can tell him how much you think you think he sucks compared to Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't say he sucks, man. I said I like Mandalorian better. You didn't have to. You said you like Mandalorian and better and you like the new movies better. It's, Jen, can you just, give me a little bit of a spoiler? Yeah. It's a little bit of a spoiler. Is no, 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 okay. oh, all right, no. All right, all right, all right. Not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's your spoiler. I got a little verklempt a couple of times. Especially so a certain character. It wasn't even that. Is that what hold that on, Chris. Am I allowed to ask this? Am I allowed to ask? Is Mandalorian I just, in the I'm, ta- well, I'm, I'm not saying all I said. Chris, I didn't answer. No, no, no. Oh, I no, didn't. No, no. All I said was I got a little verklempt a couple of times. Well, that's not a spoiler episode. to me because I don't know what that means. That means that someone. Oh, oh, is that oh I might get I might be I might uh, might get verklempt as well. That's what that verklempt. means. Verklempt. I thought, I thought I had to do more like being attracted to somebody. All right. No, I might get that as well while I watch. this episode. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. His, his, no. scars are, okay. his scars are gone now. He's a very attractive looking man now, Boba Fett. He's, he looks so, like a model now. <laughs> other, other than that, overcome re- with emotion, verklempt, verklempt. I like that. I'm going to use that in the history. That's so. Please don't. <laughs> that's a Saturday. I'm showing my age. That's a Saturday Night Live. That's a Michael. It's a Mike Myers uh, character from Saturday Night Live. She's which one? Verklempt. It's co- coffee the- talk. Oh, okay. I'm going to use that in the yeah. history just because I want to hear Alex say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just find a synonym. <laughs> so, so other than that i didn't really do too do too much ra- other than you know talk and try to get some people on the show i have a couple of marvel artists coming on the show which i mentioned one of the shows that i did not meant one of the um artists that that i did not mention uh is alex saviak he's gonna go ahead and be on our show later on in the month uh he draws spider-man or i'm not sure if he still draws spider-man i know he still draws for marvel but he was the person who drew spider-man for for years uh so we're gonna have him later on so i've been just been talking you know and uh disney with other people outside the show i guess you can say and that's pretty much it chris what did you do in the world of disney so i did watch boba fett i do, do just want to talk uh just a, for a second about that there is a lot of uh people that don't like this series and they're like oh yeah they made boba fett soft boba fett sucks in this show and then the, the funny thing about that is boba fett literally got kicked into a sarlacc pit in the in the original and he was in like four minutes of the of the original movie yeah. like he was not like some ferocious you know vicious bounty hunter and stuff like he was a non-factor in that movie and um, I think they're doing an awesome job in the series. I think they're actually, if anything, redeeming the character that everyone thought he was. I know there's a lot in the books of him and that the books were canon. And then when Disney took over, they were not canon anymore. So I think this show really fills the void on like what happened to him and, and you know, and kind of just shows how cool he is. Now, um, I, I'm really enjoying And, and I agree I with you. The next episode. Chris, I agree with you. Like, mm. I, I agree 100% with you, but I just like Mandalorian better. But I agree. And I especially like the episode where he goes with the Tusken Raiders and he's like whooping butt, you know, with the Tusken Raiders. Uh, so 
Yeah, no, no. I, I was just joking with you. I, I understand why you'd like the Mandalorian. I think I probably like the Mandalorian better. It's just there's so we've we've learned so much about the Mandalorian, and the show is flawless too. It's really yeah, not a lot really to good. pick apart in the Mandalorian. Boba Fett's kind of a slower show. It's not for everybody. Uh, I I am really enjoying it though. Um, the only other thing I did in this week of Disney is I spent a lot of hours designing new graphics yes. for oh my new gosh, merchandise yeah. for the show. So you can go find those uh, new merchandise on DizHiz.com under the merchandise tab. There's a lot of cool new graphics. Cool. I did a lot of parody uh, graphics. So uh, it's a lot of good so ones. Cool. Yeah, Toy Story, uh, Marvel. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of really cool designs now are up there. Unfortunately, one had to get taken down. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts didn't like the Dunkin' Donuts parody one, and I think it's because I used the word Dunkin' Donuts in it. And uh, you did not use Dunkin' Donuts, did turn- it? Yeah, I called it Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, and yeah, I see you know, what you're saying. You the name labeled Dunkin it that. Donuts is um is trademark. My personal favorite is the um does his Alex shirt. Oh, the does his Alex shirt. Wait, uh, what is? Is an Alex I actually shirt? bought the. Yeah, you could buy the Disney's Alex shirt. I didn't know it was an Alex shirt. Yeah, the the one with your face in it. On the I thought that was only that. a sticker. I didn't know it was a shirt. Oh, no, I, I actually have it in a tapestry above my bed. <laughs> there's plenty, there's plenty of options for you. Um, premium t-shirt, v-neck t-shirt, the eco-recycled and organic Do you t-shirt. have one of those? Wow. Oh, Jen, I ordered you a shirt and should be coming. Well, you probably should have waited until I saw these new dazzling logos. Yeah. I, now, in in Joe's defense, I did randomly do this on a random day of the week. Yeah, I think I ordered your shirt anybody. before he did. That. I literally yeah. just started designing and uploading them as I yeah, as Chris, I had the inspiration. Chris got some blowback from patrons who were like, "I just ordered a shirt and now yeah, you're oh, these. people were not happy. Yes. <laughs> but, okay, Jen, how about you? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. You know how sometimes you turn a movie on just to kind of fill time, and then you just get sucked into it, and you're watching it. Yeah. So that was us. And that was, I think we put the Sandlot on. That's on Disney Plus, right? It is. Um, so that was the Sandlot this week. We just the kinda, Sandlot's on Disney Plus. It is on Disney Plus. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it is. So we um one of those things, like every so often, you know, you just make a quick dinner and you sit down in front of the TV. So we did that. And I hate when my husband will put one of those movies on because then, you know, the night is shot because you're gonna watch it. And that's what happened. So, but you know, still one of my uh, my favorite movies, and my son really likes it too. So that's, I, I like to see that move on, you know, that live on. So, other than that, uh, Mandal or Mandalorian, haha, uh, Book of Boba this week is really, really good, and that's all I'll say. You know what's funny about Boba Fett um, is like I really enjoyed the show, but Emily is the one like she texted me in the middle of the day and, she, and she's like in all caps book of Boba Fett tonight. Like it's like she's oh, really enjoying the cool. show, which is yeah, which is kind of awesome. cool because when me and Emily first started dating, she hated action movies, and so the fact that she's texting me in the middle of the day Boba Fett's on the night is kind of cool. Yeah, it's really good, and that's I'm very excited. That's kind of about it for me. Okay, uh, before we end our episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's watching. Uh, I want to say thank you to our Patreon members, uh, Jared, Matthew, Ryan, Steve, Tara. Thank you guys so much, Matthew Chewy, you know, for for watching our show pretty much every week you guys are here. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. If it wasn't for you guys, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do, we wouldn't be able to do. Uh, thank you for everyone who's watching us live on Facebook, Twi- um, Facebook, uh, Twitch, Trovo, and where, wherever else I'm streaming YouTube, I think. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you like us, please just go ahead and check out our website, dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. 
go ahead and if you want to watch us every week, join our Patreon and get in on those giveaways. Uh, just, yeah, go ahead and check us out. So that's to his on the House of Mouse. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis.